As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. God bless you all. Um, thank you for joining us on our Good Friday celebration. We are excited about what God is doing. Um, and we thank you all for doing this virtually with us. We have some great dynamic preachers. Yes. Um, and we are doing this in a unique way because of the COVID-19. And I pray that you all that you all uh, are being blessed and i know that you're going to be blessed today amen listen this the great thing about the calamity that happened is that it brought us together in a in a way in a unique way um i'm in new york king is in california um apostle richardson is in detroit you're in Michigan. Yeah. And, and we have um, two others from, from New York. But we're showing a unity of the body of Christ because this is not a city issue. This is a humanity issue. Mm -hmm. And we can still give God glory, honor, and praise in all of this. Amen? Amen. So we're coming together. We don't have to be in, in the church setting. We don't have to necessarily um, not adhere to the rules of our land because the spirit of God is wherever we dwell. We are his church and the sheep of his pasture. That being said, Apostle Richardson, will you lead us in prayer and scripture or whatever you want to take us to? All right. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for the opportunity to be able to share with people from all around the globe we thank you, Father, for the blessing of having people from the East Coast, the West Coast, and the Midwest and the South here to uh, commune together, to share your word, to share a message of your son. Now, Father, as we move forward into this service, these uh, seven last sayings, Father, as we uh, commemorate the death, burial, resurrection of your son, Father, we ask that you grace us with the knowledge, grace us with the wisdom, and grace us with the anointing that we will begin to flow and bless your people. We thank you for, we thank you for the unity amongst the men of God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 So Apostle Richardson is gonna be our host this afternoon and he's gonna lead us into our worship experience. 
God bless you, man of God. Bless you. So I'm excited uh, to have all of you on. I'm excited for our audience that we have on from uh, various platforms. Um, we have with us Elder LaQuinte Long, all the way from Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, he will be sharing with us today. We have uh, Pastor Overseer Marco King, who is from the San Diego area. He is sharing with us today. Uh, we have, who have not... Uh, logged in yet, uh, Pastor Lee Turner, who is from Detroit, Michigan. He will be logging in momentarily. Uh, Pastor Michael Updegrow, who is from New York, be logging in momentarily. Uh, Pastor Jesse Stevenson, uh, originally from Orlando, Florida, now residing in Nyack, New York, who is here. And Pastor Naron Tillman, uh, who is with One Ministries that I'm partnering with out of New York as well. I am your host, uh, Jarvis Richardson, and we're excited about this today. Uh, Elder Long will be sharing the first words. There are seven last sayings that we find in scripture within the harmony of the gospels. And the first one will be coming from Elder Adjutant General LaQuinte Long. Amen. Amen. Well, we thank God for this opportunity to share God's word um, in the middle of this situation that we're dealing with. We understand that we're in the middle of spiritual warfare. Um, the scripture that I have today uh, that's been assigned to me is Luke 23, 34. Uh, and the Bible says this, and then Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And they parted his raiment and cast lots. Uh, again, as we begin to think about that scripture, uh, again, the scripture says, then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do, and they parted raiment and cast lots. Uh, what we have to understand, people of God, is that trespasses, govern life. Uh, trespasses govern relationships. Uh, if I can say three things about trespassing, is this um, right now? As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know that you have been trespassed. Um, maybe you are in the middle of being trespassed or at some point in the future, you will be trespassed. Mm-hmm. Now, when we begin to, to, to understand being trespassed, God is speaking to us a word on how to deal with trespasses and offenses. Uh, if, if there's a word um, on trespasses, we can go to the model prayer, Matthew 6 and 9. Jesus said, our Father, which art in heaven, Hollywood be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. It says, give us this day our daily bread. And it says this, it says, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive them that trespass against us. And then it says, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil for thine new kingdom, for power, glory forever, amen. Uh, what, what, we, what, what, what can we gather from that, being that this is Holy Week 2020? We are in a Passover season, experiencing a Passover. Uh, I, I, the, the pastor that's hosting this let us know on last week, he lost five members of his family just like that due to this illness. So God is saying that he is protecting us and keeping us. Now, as we stay with the word of God here, we have a few points that we want to share about trespasses. Number one, from the point, the, the, the cross shows us what is a trespass. Uh, a, a trespass is a unlawful, unlawful entry into a person's life. It's an unlawful entry into a person's property, uh, an unlawful entry into the rights of someone else. Uh, A trespass is to be infringed upon. It is to be intruded upon. It is to be, have your boundaries to be overstepped. It, it, It means that someone has crowded unto your rights and crowded unto the rights of others. And where we are is we're in a land right now where we're dealing with trespasses. We're in a time right now where we're dealing with trespasses. Uh, there was a brother in Detroit who worked for the public transit agency and someone came on the bus and they began to cough right on him. And he waited till everyone got off and he went on Facebook Live and he, he, he talked about his antiquity about the situation but a few days later he was gone so first of all as we begin to deal with it it shows us the cross shows us what a trespass was we have the savior 
of the world who went about doing good, who was hanging on a cross. Uh, he, he, he read from another man's book. He went to another man's school and he went to another man's cross for another man. And I wanna tell you out there, he had you in mind. He said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. As we move ahead, as we move ahead, it says point two, point two, from the cross, we see that we have to learn that if you are in the middle of being trespassed, don't speak to the trespasser, but speak to the father. Uh, so what he did was, he showed us an example. He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He could have called a legion of agents, uh, angels down. He could have spoke a word. He could have called something in. He could have spoke over their life. He could have snatched death out of them. But he said, Father, forgive them. Why am I excited about this today is because he had me in mind. Not only did he have me in mind, but he had you in mind. He knew that we were going to be sinners. He knew that we were going to need salvation. He knew that we were going to need deliverance. But what he did for us, he made sure he came all the way from heaven down just to save a wretch like us. Uh, what was he doing when he was speaking to the Father? Uh, when he was speaking to the Father, to forgive means he, he, he said, I want you, Father, to grant pardon unto them. I want you, Father, to redeem them from their debt. I, I want you, Father, to absolve their sins. I want you to clean up their account of sin. I want you to cancel the feelings of sin. I want you to forgive them. I want you to uh, remove their debt. I want you to forgive them. I want you to pardon them of their excuses. Oh yes, that's why the Bible says, and I love it. Uh, it says, when we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God committed or demonstrated his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And I want to let you know there, sinner man, sinner woman, sinner boy, sinner girl, Christ died for you. You might be locked into your house and you don't go to nobody's church and you don't never step in the doors of a church, but because you had too much fear, you had too much over you. But now, uh, since this situation's going on and you may have lost a friend, you may have lost the enemy, you may have lost someone that you knew, someone that was special to you. Now you're looking at Facebook, uh, uh, being like Nicodemus, uh, saying, uh, what must I do to be saved? Uh, what must you do to be saved is listen to this message on today. Uh, these men of God are going to speak some word into your life to change your situation. As we get ready to conclude here, it says point number three, and I'm out of here. It says from the cross, Jesus shows us how to forgive the trespassers of their trespasses and their trespassing.
I want to let you know that Jesus shows us that you have to have a faith that forgives. You have to have a faith that will let the past go. Uh, when, when, When you talk about faith, uh, faith is confidence or trust in a person. Uh, it's confidence in another's ability. Faith is a belief not based on proof. Faith is a belief in God. It's a belief in doctrines or uh, 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 of the faith. It is to believe in the presence and power of God. Uh, I, I want to let you know that as we get ready to conclude this message, you gotta have a faith that forgives. Jesus showed that he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Uh, it could have been me out there, no food, but he saved me. Uh, my testimony is this, and uh, Apostle Richardson knows it. I'm from Long Beach, California. I was a drug dealer. I was a gang member. I smoked weed. I sold weed. I sold drugs. I sold crack. But what the Lord do when I was 14 years old, 29 years ago, he saved my soul. He made me whole. He gave me the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. And I've been on fire for him ever since. If you've done something wrong to me, I forgive you. If I do something wrong to you, I I pray you forgive me, but we got to have a faith that forgives. And that's what I have to say on today. And I thank you for this opportunity to speak the word of God. And I thank God for this opportunity once again. Blessings on you, men of God. You know, you know this is awesome, man. Like how we can utilize technology and um, hear from different perspectives concerning this important event and date. I don't know about anybody else, but I'm just, I'm full already. I can't wait to hear what the next person got to say. I see you. Um, Next, slated, we have Marco King from San Diego. Excited about this brother. He comes from military background, so I know he got some, some truth for us. Get us together, Dr. King. Blessing to you, brethren. Uh, God bless all of you. Apostle, thank you for putting all this together. Uh, Overseer Rich, uh, Overseer Tillman, God bless you, man, for you know using your platform to get us all together uh, so we can get it out to the people. I'm not going to be before you long. I love to just jump straight into things and, and just give the people what God has given me for the people. You know, because some of that stuff be personal. That preachers, you know, some of it's just for you, and then some of it is for others. So let me just go ahead and give uh, what God has given uh, from from to me to give to you. <clears throat> so if you, uh, what I have is uh, Luke twenty third chapter, the Gospel of Luke, the twenty third chapter, uh, beginning at the thirty ninth verse. I want to begin there. Uh, to set the background, and I'm going to read this from the New Living Translation. Uh, And it says that uh, one of the criminals hanging beside him scoffed, so you're the Messiah, are you? 
prove it by saving yourself and us too while you're at it. But the other criminal protested. Don't you fear God even when you have been sentenced to die? We deserve to die for, for, for our crimes, but this man hasn't done anything wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you enter into your kingdom. And Jesus replied, I assure you today, you will be with me in paradise. I assure you today that you will be with me in paradise. I want to talk to you just for a couple minutes on a simple subject matter now. We want everything right now. We, we live in a world that's microwave, uh, that's microwave set, that we're looking for everything to happen in our world right now. Uh, when we go to the store or we go to the fast food line, we're looking for everything to happen now. We're not looking for the later. We're not looking for anything. We want it right then, right there, right now. Uh, but what I, I want to dig into is that some people are not about your now. Some people don't want to see you get your now. They'd rather see themselves receive their own now, even when you're in the same situation. Here we have two criminals, two people who have broken law, two people who are sentenced to death, two people who are going to die. But one of them is saying, no, Lord, when you get to wherever you're going to, remember me. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But your hater is sitting on the background going, you know what? Forget about all that remembering when you get there. Get me out right now. Get me out of this situation right now. Get me, hook me up right now. But we live in a world where people are always trying to steal now from us. So God right here, right now is telling them, you know what? Look here. I can promise you, I can guarantee you, I can absolutely assure you that right now, 
today you will be with me in paradise. Now, today you'll be with me in paradise. See, so a lot of times we've been thinking that I need to slow down, I need to think about these things. And yes, we do need to have this type of mentality when it comes down to certain things. But the aspect of wanting to see God move in somebody's life, the aspect of wanting to see God move, period, throughout this world right now is part of your DNA. It's part of your divine natural attitude. You've got to understand that the reason that you have now built in you the way that you do is because Jesus has always been about now. Let me prove it to you because somebody said, well, I I don't know, preacher, but hold on. I'm going to show you something. If you look at John, the second chapter, verses 7 through 8, Jesus told the servants, fill the jars with water. When the jars have been filled, he said, now dip some out and take it to the master of the ceremony. So the servants followed his instructions. See, when you get a now, you got to move right now. You can't wait on nothing else. You got to go right then, now. If you want your blessing right now, act like you got a blessing right now. If you want your joy right now, act like you got joy right now. If you want healing right now, act like you've got healing right now. If you want your love to come in your life right now, act like you got love in your life right now. Somebody ought to be saved with God right now. Now, somebody ought to have the blessings of the Lord fall on them right now. So I tell you right now, when Jesus looked at him and said, Verily I say unto you, today you will be with me in paradise. He wasn't talking about tomorrow. He wasn't talking about next week. He was telling them, now, you're about to get your joy now. You still waiting to come out of COVID-19? Guess what? Act like you're coming out right now. You still worried about your bills? Wondering if they're going to get paid? Act like God is going to pay your bills right now. You still wondering if your children are going to get some act right in their life? Act like they got it in their lives right now. You got to understand that God is trying to bless each and every one of you now. And I'm part of the now movement. I'm getting my blessing right here, right now. Overseer, Apostle, that's all I got for you. I'm, look, I'm quick about mine. I love the Lord too much to just slander on through that thing. I got to get it out now. Love you, man. Love you. Amen. <laughs> uh, no, that's right. Uh, <laughs> he said right now, right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, there, there's there's a uh, uh, when we talk about these days, I remember coming up, you know, we, we really didn't have we I always had a, a ministry with rich music. But sometimes on Good Friday, we had our Good Friday services in the afternoon and people couldn't the musicians couldn't be there sometimes or. You know, growing up Pentecostal, you didn't pay the musicians, so the Baptists paid them on uh, <laughs> on these high services. And then uh, we would just have to sometimes just sing on our own. And, and songs like, what was it for crimes? Crimes that I have done. He groaned upon the tree. <laughs> Amazing pity. Grace unknown. Some people don't know that verse. Come on, That's man. Well, love beyond the creator at the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light and the burdens of my heart 
we rode away. It was there about I Now I am happy oh, today. Oh, At the cross. Could never repay the debt of love I owe. Oh, I get myself away with all coming i'm excited about this preacher he just got on this guy is a preaching machine i messed around and looked at a youtube video of this joker eight years ago <laughs> eight years ago had a little less facial hair a little less hair on his head but still was a crazy crazy preaching machine he's my brother love to be around him great spirit he's gonna share with us the third word I want you to prepare yourselves to hear the word coming from Pastor Michael Uptegrow. Grace and peace, brothers. We thank God uh, for this opportunity, certainly to Apostle Richardson, Pastor Stevenson, Pastor King, Pastor Tillman, all the other preachers that are on uh, this great live. Please forgive my tardiness. Um, we had service, service here briefly at Solid Rock, and um, things took a turn and almost went real bad uh, for a second there. I had to bring myself back in. It wasn't nobody here but me and four other people, and God surely did meet us in the room. Third word comes from the gospel according to John, uh, chapter number 19, verse number 26. I'm reading from the New American Standard Version of the Bible, it says, when Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her into his own household. Uh, the third word, the, the topic for this word is the word of affliction, uh, or excuse me, the word of affection, excuse me. Um, and I wanna talk from the subject, when God fills the void, when God fills the void. This third word from the cross is the word of affection. He, Jesus, forgives, he promises salvation to a thief, and now we arrive at the expression of affection for his mother. Imagine, if you would, that you are married, that you, you have a child now named Jesus. Uh, you've taken care of him, and now he is fulfilling his mandate. Jesus has been betrayed, arrested, tried, condemned, and is now dying. You stood there as he was beat with the flagrum which consisted of small pieces of bone and metal attached to a number of leather strands. 
during the beating, the skin was ripped from his back, exposing uh, the bone and the muscle and, and mass tissue was shown as well. You've watched and been with him every step of the way up the Via Della Rosa or the sorrowful way as he carried his own crossbar or patubulum, which weighed easily 100 pounds. You've watched him stretch his arms and dislocate his elbows and his shoulders. They then drive spikes about seven inches long and about three eighths of an inch wide into the wrist. And then they lift up this emblem of suffering and shame. Then Jesus looks down at you and does not utter the words, mom, ma, mommy, or mother, he utters the word woman. This term woman was not a term of disrespect, nor was this the first time that he refers to Mary as woman. In none of the four gospels does Jesus refer to his mother as mother. He says woman. In Matthew chapter number 12, verse number 48, when Jesus is teaching, they ask him, uh, they ask to speak to Jesus. He says, who is my mother? Then at the wedding in Cana, they ran out of wine. In John chapter number two and verse number four, he says, woman, why do you involve me? For my hour has not yet come. Mary, yes, carried Jesus for nine months. She was the theotokos, the God-bearer. She fed him. She raised him. She loved him. And in the midst of his going through on the cross, he says, woman. It has been stated that the reason why he calls her woman is to refute idolatry. Uh, our Catholic brothers and sisters hold Mary in high esteem when they say, Hail Mary, full of grace, save us from our sins. Uh, they didn't want, Jesus didn't want them to uh, have any level of idolatry. You, Mary, uh, were only used as a vehicle to get Jesus to this point that he's at right now. But me being your Lord, I cannot leave you empty. I cannot leave you in a place where there's a space missing. Um, so what Jesus does is he says, woman, uh, behold your son, because what Jesus wanted Mary to understand was the fact that I'm your Messiah as well. Just because you carried me does not make you sinless, but I'm dying for your sins as well. And so while I'm here dying for your sins as well, what I must now do is I must now give you something to comfort you. And that could be the type of the Holy Ghost, if you would. John is used as a type to comfort and to console and to walk with Mary. That's why I'm glad to know uh, that when you're in a place, when, when things are going crazy, when certain things have arisen in your life and life seems to be throwing you a curveball and there are certain things in your life that might be taken away, God has a way of filling in the void. Uh, the old saints used to say it this way, he may not come when you want him to come, but he's 
always right on time. And so Mary, uh, so Jesus steps in and becomes exactly what Mary, what Mary needed at that moment. And Mary did not need another house. Mary did not need more money. Mary needed a savior. And I'm so glad to report to us this afternoon on this Good Friday, as we are on Zoom and as we are on Facebook Live, that when nothing else could help, when nobody else could help us, God stepped in and became exactly what we needed him to be. That's why in the Old Testament, when Moses was going to talk to Pharaoh and, Pharaoh and Moses was nervous and Moses asked God, who shall I say send me? God replied back to Moses, tell them I am sent you. And that's what God does. God becomes what we need him to be in any moment that we're empty. So God fills the void. Jesus fills the void with John, the one that was with him, the one that was beside him. And this word, behold, as I hasten to my close, is an intransitive imperative verb, which means it calls attention to. He says, behold, I want you to look at, don't look at me, stop focusing on what I'm going through, but I want you to look at the promise that I just gave to you right there in the midst of this thing. I want you to not focus on me being bloody and dying for your sins and the sins of humanity. But I want you to look at the miracle that I'm getting ready to give you. He says, behold your son. Look, change your focus off of me and see your miracle. And I don't know who I'm talking to this afternoon while we're here on Zoom and this pandemic is going around, but don't look at what we're going through. Shift your focus off of the situation and start focusing on the Savior when God fills the void, the third word in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, Doc, what type of verb was that? <laughs> what type of verb was that? <laughs> it was an intransitive imperative verb, Reverend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I have the, the illustrious honor to introduce uh, one of my brothers from Flint, Michigan. Every time I say Detroit, he always reminds me he's from Flint. <laughs> he's in Flint. Um, and he's a very powerful man of God. And he's going to bring the fourth word. Let's receive Apostle Richardson. Amen. Amen. Those of you have your have your swords, go to Matthew chapter 27, verse 46. 27, verse 46. And simply reads that, and at the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice saying, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani which is being interpreted, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And I don't know if any of y'all have ever been in a situation where you didn't have nobody and you were back into a corner and you felt all alone. But uh, 
I come from a city where we felt like we were deserted by the whole nation, but we still stood strong. They call us in Michigan the water warriors because we've had to, for over six years, deal without having clean water to drink and clean water to bathe in. And so we were simply uh, deserted or, or ignored. We felt forsaken. Uh, there's a cry that came up from the city. Uh, when they found out that there was lead in the water. It wasn't these words, but it was simply, why have we been forsaken? Uh, when you think about it, uh, uh, when you have an absence of water, you have a place called a desert. Hmm? Uh, 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 the desert is uh, absent of the resource of water. So I want to talk about not necessarily the desert, but I want to talk about being deserted. I want to talk about being deserted. So when you look at this time, uh, there's a couple of things that occurred when Jesus cried out. Uh, Jesus cried out. Uh, he broke his silence because uh, the, the Bible declares that he died or, or that this process took place from the sixth to the ninth hour. The ninth hour being about three o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, when you go back and you look at it, it also says that it was dark during that time. Uh, if you've noticed the change of the times and the seasons, it's looked really dark lately. Uh, things have been out of whack. The world has been kind of tripping, if you notice. Uh, we're in, in April. We're somewhat in the middle of April, and you got snow that came down in Flint yesterday. Matter of fact, it hailed, and then it snowed. It went from the sun shining to raining to hailing to snowing. The seasons were off. Uh, uh, in a sense, when you look at the seasons being off like that, it's almost like the earth is doing, as they talked about in the book of Romans, chapter 8, is groaning and travailing together because some stuff is off. We are dealing with a pandemic right now, and as we're dealing with this pandemic, we got people who's who losing their lives seemingly daily that we've been connected with and we've been associated with. It would give you the mindset or give you the feeling of anxiety and almost make you think that you've been forgotten about, that you've been deserted, that uh, nobody hears when you cry. Have you ever had something that hit you uh, and it knocked the wind out of you? Have you ever been tragically hit uh, by a tribulation to the place where it was three o'clock in the morning, tears streamed down your face, you didn't have enough wind in you to cry out and even call on God? Have you ever been in a place where you were deserted and everybody seemed like they forgot about you? Jesus, the Bible declares, became sin for us. And so his father couldn't look upon him. He was deserted. The Bible talks about how he was despised and rejected of me. Ah, y'all, I feel my help. So Eli, Eli. Uh, means almighty or powerful one. He was calling on his father. He was calling him by his ancient name, Eli, Eli. They thought he was saying Eli, but he was really saying El, the almighty one, the, the many-breasted one, the strengthened one. He was calling on his father. He was saying El. He was calling him in an intimate sense. You know, when you really know somebody, you can call them by a nickname. He was calling him by his nickname. He said, El, I need to talk to you. He was calling on his dad. He said, El, Lamassabethana, why have you, how has this happened? Because I know you're the all-powerful one. 
How is it that I've ended up in this situation where the divinity that I've walked this earth in, even though in full humanity, the divinity that I've walked this earth in seems to be far away from me? How is it that this dichotomy has taken place and that you have forsaken me, that I can't feel your presence? Have you ever been so far away from somebody that you love so much that you couldn't feel nothing? You couldn't feel their presence. Jesus was on the tree. And he couldn't feel the presence of the Father. He was separated. The doom and the gloom had set in and he was separated. So there are three agonies that Jesus felt. The first agony was the agony that Up the Grove talked about when he said that he was whipped with the cat of nine tails and they had spit in his face and they had put a crown of thorns on his head and they pierced him in the side. There was an agony that was felt in his body. That was the first agony. Then there was an agony, after his first agony, there was an agony of being uh, accused as one who was sinful. Huh? Yet he was innocent. He was wounded for my transgression. He was bruised for my iniquity. The chastisement of my peace was upon him. And with his stripes, I'm healed. So he felt the agony because of physical pain. He felt the agony because he was uh, 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 made guilty and made sin for us. He was chosen and shown as guilty. He became sin for man. And then he felt the agony because he was away from his father. Uh, he, he, he poured out, the Bible declares, uh, his breath. It was his life source. His soul was poured out. If you look in the book of uh, Isaiah, Isaiah talks about it. Isaiah said, therefore, will I divide him a portion with uh, the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he had poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sin of many, and, and made intercession for the transgressor. It's because Jesus chose to take over the place that I was guilty of. He stepped in front of the bullet and he died from it. Huh? He was deserted. He was unjustly deserted. But he was deserted. Why has thou forsaken me? When you feel like you're at a place where everything is gone, where it's darker than it is, understand that Jesus was your replacement. He stepped in front of the bullet for you. God bless you. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So me and this brother have been rocking together for about 20 some odd years. When I was on the campus of Alcorn State University, uh, he was uh, going to church in Detroit, serving in a, a, a servanthood and stewardship capacity. And he jeopardized his reputation to come down to hang out with a crazy black preacher in the middle of Mississippi and preach on the campus and turn that campus upside down. I want uh, want to introduce to some and present to others my brother, uh, Pastor Lee Turner from the original Good Great Baptist Church in Detroit. <laughs> okay, God bless you. Hey, it, it works for me. Take it, Doc. <laughs> it's your word. Take it. Uh, literally, we've just come through the, the personification of agony when Jesus says in the fourth word, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? But I want you to catch what he says. It says that after all things were accomplished, he said, I thirst. And saying that I thirst, literally it poses two problems. And I want to deal with two problems after I deal with the contradiction. I want to deal with two problems, and I'll be out your hair. I put them over on the side of the road, so you <laughs> I had to get in. Literally, the contradiction of the text is the Son of God, or God in flesh, hanging in the dark. The light of the world hanging in the dark. And then saying, at this point, I thirst. Which pauses, which causes another complication. God in the flesh, hanging in the dark, and thirsty in the dark. Brothers and sisters, what do you do when you have a thirst that doesn't come to light? But let's look at it. What was the thirst? What, what were they going to give him? Because he's living water. What do you do when living water get thirsty? You all do know in John, the fourth chapter, he meets this woman at the well. And he tells her, he says, uh, give me a drink of water. And then he flips the conversation and says, if you knew who it was who asked you to give a drink, give him a drink of water, you would ask me for water. He's the same one that said, if you believe on me, as the scriptures have said, out of your belly shall flow. So you tell me, how does living water get thirsty? What do you do when you can give to everybody else, but everybody can't give to you? It's the flip of position. <laughs> I'm not going to go into all of that because I want to holler, but and really just take me, but I don't, I don't have the time. I want to get to the good parts and get and get y'all good folks to the other preachers that's going to do. Preach, man. That's going to show up and show out. Uh, literally, 
Living water got thirsty. How does God have a thirst or have a need that God cannot feel in the affirmative? Now, I, I just want to, I just want to do brain teasers. I, I just want you to think, you know, just brain teasers. Uh, <laughs> that's why this is so important. Watch the response, the human response to the thirst. Because you already know, we have uh, commercials out now that says Sprite, obey your what? Thirst. Thirst is the inner desire or the inner need of the body to have a liquid substance that will quench or quell that desire. It's the cry of the body for something. Else. But watch this. What do you do when you when spirit and body got this got a cry that watch this can't be quenched naturally? What do you do with it? Here's what here's what I, I love. I'm not gonna give y'all. I'm not gonna be a good Baptist preacher today. I'm just gonna give a word because you know I'll give you three points and a, a poem and a close. But I'm not gonna do that today. <laughs> uh, literally, what he does is striking but it's fulfillment of the hebrew prophecy because what most people forget is that jesus was a good jew and and we have americanized jesus but let's let's keep him in his jewish context and so keeping jesus in his jewish context when you start to talk about the fulfillment of scripture what the natural response would have been, a Hebrew would have understood. But hanging on the cross, the Hebrew people were no longer in charge. It was Roman soldiers there. And so you're talking about another people responding to him. Watch this, he's God in the flesh, but he's also a Hebrew dying as a slave and an enemy of the state. So the Romans feel that he has no position that they have to respect. Kind of sounds like some other folks in this world who are not meant to exist meaningfully on these shores mm -hmm. of the yet to be United States of America, where you don't have any right that a dominant culture or dominant people feel that you that they ever have to respect. But yet he cries. Here it is. And they want to give him vinegar. I didn't understand it until I studied it a little bit and I found out that what they offered him was a painkiller. <laughs> they were offering a painkiller or a drug to the divine pharmacist of the universe. Y'all ain't with me. I wanna holler myself. This pharmacist that a woman who had an issue of blood when her doctors and physicians could do her no good. She said, if I can just what touch, Lord help yourself, Lee Andrew. If I could touch the hem of his garment, Jesus had enough medicine and his pharma in the pharmaceutical lineage of his own garment watch this that a woman's issue could be dried up he's the same one that when they went to the temple and they 
told you that you were blind and gave you the occupation of a beggar and set you on the side of the road, he's the same one that could put mud spittle on your eyes until you go wash in the pool and you could, he was better than any optometrist. Here he is, they say, we're gonna offer you a drug. <laughs> the healer, they gonna offer him a drug. But here's what got me, y'all. Jesus received it. That all things might be fulfilled. Sometimes it's not about your need. It's about fulfilling purpose and promise. And too many times we get our needs, our needs start to conflate with what is necessary to be fulfilled. Put fulfillment of purpose over the feeling to compromise pain. And that's where we are in this, in this season. We have got to fulfill purpose and that God might be glorified. Jesus didn't do this that he might be glorified but that God in heaven might be glorified. He endured every contradiction on the cross. Why? Because the cross was his worship to heaven. In the words of my friend Tola Morgan, it was his warfare over hell and it was his witness to humanity. Your fulfillment of God's divine purpose allows you to worship warfare and witness on various levels because your fidelity your fidelity to him shows your faithfulness to humanity and watch this it'll fulfill every purpose in life you go through a painful moment but that's all it is. It's just a moment. I'll take it too much of your time. God bless y'all. I can't wait to hear the next preacher. God bless you. Have a smile on you is our prayer. The Lord be with you. Have a smile on you. I love y'all so much. I can't wait to hear the rest of the preacher. I've been sharing this. I've been sharing the other, uh, the first part already. I'm telling you, I can't wait to hear the rest. Love you so much. Grace and peace. Remember, you have to fulfill the particulars of God of God's purpose that you might be able to live in the promise. God bless you. Have a smile on you. I thirst. Amen. That's Pastor Turner. That joker said the pharmaceutical lineage. Ah! <laughs> Woo! Boy, I tell you, man. My God. My God. Uh, in the car, Doc. <laughs> in the car, <laughs> on the side of the road, Doc. See, I told you, man. I told you. That's a brother you want with you, man. When you're in the fight, you want that brother with you. <laughs> uh, brother Jesse? Can you yes, sir. Uh, are you a little tuned up? Or can you give us a little hymn on your heart, something about the cross? We can't, uh, we can't have you on it and, and not, you know, it don't have to be a, a whole long, longigated thing. But let let the people hear you, Doc. You know, man, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of stuck where you were at the uh, cross, at the cross. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where I first saw the light and. Uh, <laughs> they rolled away. Oh. It was there by faith that I received my 
my side and now I am happy all the day. Reach up and grab. Or it was love lifted me. Yes, it did. Yeah. Love lifted me when nothing else could help. It was love that lifted me. It was love that lifted me. Oh, it was your love that lifted me. For when nothing else could help, it was love that lifted me for in the fullness of your grace yes lord yeah. in the power of your name for you lift me up mm -hmm. you lift me up for it was in the fullness of your grace it was in the power of your name you lift me up you lift me up you are my strength hallelujah mm -hmm. strength like no other strength like no other and it reaches, reaches to me. God bless y'all, man. <sighs> My God, uh, the anointing is on this, this, this broadcast. This, I, uh, mm. thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment that fell upon the head of Aaron down to the beard, to the skirts. It is the anointing. And we are a witness of it here. Um, I am so graced to have all of these brethren who uh, have become a part of my life. This next brother, I met him about two years ago. I was living in Jersey and I drove up to have some dialogue with him and a few other guys. And he and I ended up connecting over the phone and we talked on the phone for hours. We just had a real, real kindred spirit. Now I messed around and introduced him to my boy, Pastor Turner, and they stayed on the phone for hours. He just got a, got a big heart, good heart, went to go share with him before at his church. Um, and uh, he really took care of me, family embraced me, um, real good brother and I just appreciate him so much. He is going to bring the sixth word. I want you to put your hands together. Thank God for Pastor Naran Tillman. Amen. 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 Um, well, first of all, I'm, I'm humbled and elated to be able to share this afternoon. We share all the time with people and there's, um, there comes a time when you feel as if you're not worthy to share. I'm not talking about because of who else is on the platform, 
is because of whatever conditions we find ourselves in. And um, in this time when, when our city is being ravaged, and not just our city, I'll start with my city and, and we'll go abroad, where our city is being ravaged with death, where you can almost feel death in the air um, to have it happen in a time, and I don't believe anything happens outside of the sovereign scope of God's will, to have it happen at the time when darkness um, stood the land on the day that Christ died. Um, it brings me to reflect about the word that I, that I have. Um, John writes about Christ, and he writes about a Christ differently than any other one who wrote about Christ. He was a bearing a witness, but he was bearing witness, uh, one from a theological perspective. He's the one who captures Christ in all of his I am nature. I am the resurrection. I am the living water. I am that I am. Before there was Moses, there was I am. And he does not do this um, by happenstance. He does this um, purposefully as he ushers us to this place, what it looks like demise, but it was actually the place of fulfillment. Because our minds cannot comprehend that death is a comma, although we say it with our mouths, when we look at death, Christ, who sounded like a sinner, but knew no sin. Christ, who smelled like a sinner, but knew no sin. He was hanging with thieves and robbers on the cross. He was convicted. Remember, his conviction was that he hung out with sinners and publicans. And he said, uh, my brother, my cousin John came and he didn't have a home and he ran around looking like a wild man and you convicted him for that. I came and I came and I'm paraphrasing, I'm chilling with the folks and you convicted me for this. What do you want? It is because we have Americanized Christ and we have taken him out of his, as Pastor Lee um, talked about, his Israeli culture. And it's not our fault. Um, we have our theology that splinters in from a German context. And Germans start their Bible with Psalms and the Gospels because they do not and they did not want us to consider Christ to be Jewish because they looked at Jewish Judaism as um, something of the devil. But when you put him into context of who he is, this Jewish man who upsets the rabbinical system by being referred to as not just king, but king of kings. Uh, it is John who captures him as the son of man, his hyperstatic nature, um, the, the, the God man, the one who's born of the seed of David, but who is born of the seed of the Holy Spirit. He goes through the womb of the flesh and he now puts on the cloak of sin. It is an alien um, sin nature that he carries. On the external, he again looks like a sinner, but on the inside, he has the spirit of God that connects him intimately. So it baffles the mind 
And it looks kind of contradictory, the concept that God can die on a criminal cross. There was a man um, that was locked up, and I'm going to get to his finish. It was a man that was locked up and in the Jewish jail because Christ never saw jail, but he saw death. In the Jewish jail, they only have one window, and out of the window, you can see the, the, the place of Golgotha um, out in the corridors of the window. And imagine now, as you would, when they bring the brutal Christ to the corner of the grave, and he is um, beaten all night long, and he has the bruises, and he's bearing the, the, the brunt of the bruises, and they ask, should we let the thief go? Should we let the murderer go, um, Barabbas? And he hears his name, Barabbas, but they were saying, free Barabbas and kill Christ. Uh, Barabbas, you can hear the on cry of the people and then crucify him. Imagine, if you would, us sinners being this man in this Roman prison, hearing our name called and then hearing crucify him. We know that we are sinners. We know that we robbed. We know that we stole. We know what we've done. And to hear our name called, even though we have accepted the fact that we've been caught, accepted the fact that we've been prosecuted, and now we have to go to the cross. And now Christ now is moved to the place of darkness. And at this time, it says to fulfill the scripture, he cries out, it's finished. Uh, notice that he does not say it's complete because if he would have said it was complete, then the story would have ended there. It's finished indicates the transformation of Testament uh, where the old Jewish law and customs where the temple and the place of sacrifice is no longer needed because there's a new place of sacrifice, one that is high and exalted Christ, the man who dies in the mind of God before the foundation of the world, is now living out in time. Romans chapter 5 says that at the set time, at the appointed time, it was not um, by uh, happenstance. It was not uh, uh, like Darwin's theory of evolution where matter and um, cosmos collide. It was the mind of God working through the hands of sinful men who now has a party at the foot of the cross and Christ now cries out, it's finished. It's finished. What's finished, Jesus? My 33 and a half years of suffering, being separated from the Father as one who is seen as sin, although I knew no sin. Uh, the Bible declares that our righteousness um, we are dressed in the righteousness of Christ through our faith in that which he had completed on the cross. It's finished as he gives up the ghost. Notice he gives up the ghost, but the ghost doesn't go anywhere because on the third day, the ghost re-enters that which seems to be lost and dead. What is finished is the reign of Satan and his imps and the hellish crew that has allowed death to reign, death reign over humanity until Christ said it is finished. So now we are seeing what looks to be the death of Christ, but we are experiencing the death of death. Uh, death now dies when Christ yells it's finished because we know on the other side of what looks to be the end of the book and they live 
happily ever after because the third day he rose again according to scriptures to complete that which he had finished on the cross. So it is finished, has a weightiness to it that allows us who once had dark stains over our eyes to have these stains removed and lifted so that our eyes can see the coming of the Lord. It is finished, um, indicates the transformation of darkness into marvelous light. Martin Luther, and I'm finished, talks about the righteousness that we have as an alien righteousness, just as the alien sin nature that rested on Christ. He now finishes his time with the alien sin um, uh, that covered his spirit. And the spirit now leaves the encapsulation of sin so that he can now be perfect. John, the same one, is seen now in the fourth chapter because in um, John's writing, he could not really understand what was really being, ha what was happening and what was finished. So when he captures Jesus going in um, to Jerusalem as he's going towards his glory, he talks about them laying the palms down at the feet of Jesus. But when he gets to the revelation, he sees Jesus in the midst of the four and 20 elders with a number that no man can count of people, even those who are lost to COVID in this season, um, were counted in that number. And they were not throwing the palms down. They were holding the palms up, dressed in a raid in white because he finished and completed the work. And they had the song that he was worthy of blessings and glory and honor and power and uh, amen. And we have to remember when it seems as if our small problems are finished, we're not complete because it's just a comma and a bump in the road. COVID has no authority over God's sovereign word. By his stripes, we are healed. And we might have to transition from um, sin encapsulation that we can enter into his permanent rest. But take no thought for tomorrow for you don't know what uh, I'm doing. And in this season, the only thing that we have right now, so I don't know where you're listening to, I don't know, and I hope you can hear me clearly. If you can just give God the glory and honor and praise and lift your hands and tell him thank you right now because you have breath. Somebody is on a respirator and they can't breathe, but you can breathe. Somebody wish that they can lift their hands and they wish that they can have people around them and they wish that they can be in the house and not a hospital. And we're complaining because we're in a house. We're complaining because we're on lockdown. We're complaining because we can't have church. I can have church in my kitchen. I can have church in my living room because I am the church because of the finished and complete work of Jesus Christ. Be safe for love. Cover yourselves with masks and gloves. But everywhere you go, remember that he went on the cross and put the comma on death and destroyed death. And when he said it's finished, he now destroys sin, Satan, and the grave. God bless you. Thank you for allowing me to share, Apostle. I hope I did all right. Woo, y'all got to put your hands together for Tim. <laughs> he talking about, he hope he did all right. Jesus. He said he put the comma on that. Ah, y'all hear that? <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Y'all, it's been a wonderful time, and we have come to the climax. Ah, the one who's going to send us home, the benediction. I 
have had the honor and privilege of knowing this brother since 2004. I met back at Urban League Conference and um, Kindred Spirits worked together doing some stuff with the choir. And, you know, God has really given him uh, an awesome gift or awesome gifts and an awesome platform. And in every circle he's ever run in, he's always been the same. He's never changed. He never switched it up. Um, he is probably one of the humblest guys I know um, and just has a big heart. And I'm excited about the, the move of God that's happening with him in New York. Uh, he is the pastor of Revive Church at Rockland. And we are excited to hear him. We heard a little bit of him earlier, and he almost sent all of us running. I want you to put your hands together and receive the vessel, the man of God, Pastor Prophet Jesse L. Stevenson. A kind friend, uh, my brother, uh, who God has literally knitted and woven uh, us in relationship, man, for going on uh, 20 years. And uh, I am grateful uh, for your friendship and your consistency and your brotherhood. Thank you so much. Uh, I would echo the sentiments of Dr. Tillman uh, that uh, I don't feel that I am quite worthy uh, to be a part of this great quorum of uh, theological juggernauts, um, but um, you know, I'm I'm just a little old, I'm just a little old country boy uh, that loves to talk about Jesus, and so um, I've been given this task to to share uh, the seventh saying uh, to all of my new brothers, Tillman. We too close, um, but I'm grateful. Uh, to have an opportunity to be on here with you and uh, Dr. King and uh, uh, Apostle the General uh, uh, LaQuint and my brother L. Andrew Turner, who uh, when we get together, it is foolishness, no matter how you look at it. Uh, if it's spiritual, it's spiritual foolishness. If it's comedy, it's comical foolishness. There is never a dull moment uh, when we're together. And then, of course, to uh, his Grace, uh, the uh, uh, overseer and apostle, ecclesiastical potentate Philip Kennard. Uh, we are grateful. <laughs> Man, I can only just be me, and I'm crazy. So y'all pray for me. Uh, my uh, last saying that I am assigned to uh, speak from on this. Uh, afternoon for these last few fleeting moments uh, comes from uh, the gospel according to Luke, uh, the 23rd chapter and verse 46. Uh, for those of you all that are reading along, that are watching uh, via live or listening, you'll find it and it'll read something like this. And when Jesus had cried with a loud voice, he said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. 
and as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming i wish i had used indeed if you need to hire you need indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash podcast. That's indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Having said thus, he gave up the ghost. Uh, because I don't have a whole lot of time to uh, grace this particular verse uh, with exegetical exactitude, I'll take the moment just to give you a brief subject for your hearing. Uh, and uh, I am the new guy amongst the bunch, so this is uh, an audition that I don't really have time for. So y'all just give me my 10 minutes and just let me work for a minute. If I had to use for a subject, Apostle uh, Richardson, I would like this afternoon to talk about the last will and testament. I want to uh, deal with just this passage, just from a brief uh, perspective. I have a very different way of looking at scripture without running into uh, the crime of eisegesis. So here's what the Bible says. Jesus cried with a loud voice. He said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And he said thus, and he gave up the ghost. One of the things when we look at uh, uh, the way the system of law is set up, I have a, I'm blessed to have an attorney at my church. And uh, I wanted to get some input for her uh, from her on some law. And one of the things that I found out that there were three uh, key elements uh, that's established that are vital to writing uh, what many of us, especially in this day and time, should have, which is called the last will and testament. One of the things that it's important that we must understand that is vital in establishing the last will and testament is you first have to know and document who do you want to be in charge of your affairs. That's number one. Who do you want to be in charge of your affairs? The second thing Uh, that is noted when establishing a last will and testament is you want to know what do you want done and who will get it done. Uh, the third thing that is important to pay attention to that's vital uh, in understanding the establishment of a legal last will and testament is that you 
have to understand that when you do not establish a last will and testament, uh, you are held liable and in error of not thinking about your loved ones and not taking them into consideration. My, my attorney helped me to understand last night, we refer to that as it being unloving. Well, here as it is in this text, Jesus is uh, uh, hanging on this cross and he has said a uh, few things while he is there. He has made a promise uh, to for asking the Father to forgive those who uh, uh, committed this uh, crime against him, but assisted and aided in this place of redemption for the unbeliever. Uh, one of the things that's important, he says to them, he says, uh, forgive them for they know not what they do. Uh, then he goes on, as I echo the sentiments of my brother who says that Jesus then says, I'm thirsty. Uh, he then goes on and has a conversation with two thieves on the cross being crucified as he, one standing in judgment and the other one coming to his defense in his divinity on the cross and saying, Lord, when thou enterest into thy kingdom, remember me. And Jesus looks at him and he says, for the day thou shalt be with me in paradise. And then my brother, the chief apostle, uh, Jarvis Richardson, he goes on to state that Jesus makes the cry of, of abandonment to the father by saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabethani, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And uh, I'm listening uh, to all of these, these different things, these sayings that Jesus has said. And then we get to the point where I believe it's very crucial and challenging for me to talk about here. And I want to make sure that I'm able to stay in a little bit of theological focus uh, because it's important for us to understand that the day where we are now, uh, we are living in the time of a great pandemic such as not been seen in the earth since about 1917. We have this Corona COVID-19 virus that is affecting the body, but it's not only affecting the body. One of the places that this particular virus uh, attacks is the lungs. It is said that this virus enters into the body through the throat and then from the throat into the lungs. And what it does is it crystallizes uh, the mucus in the lungs, turning it into glass. And so when many of us are standing or uh, those that are affected by uh, this virus are often challenged to lay and rest because their body feels fatigued when uh, it is on the opposite hand that we are challenge not to sit still, but to keep moving. And so as we look at this particular passage of scripture, we see that Jesus is laying on a status or, or hanging on this cross turner. And while he is hanging on this cross, uh, he uh, cries out uh, with a loud voice to the father. And he says to him, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And after he had said thus, he gave up the ghost. Uh, one of the things that it's important for us to understand is that Jesus has to make this transition because 
uh, if it were left up to uh, the hands of the soldiers that he was left in, uh, they would have ended it. But Jesus makes a statement because there is strength and power and perpetuity of the statement. And the statement is, is that uh, no man takes my life, but I lay it down because I know that if I lay it down, I'm going to be able to take it back up again. I wish I had a few people here. I'm not going to even front with y'all and act funny. If I had a hoop triggers next to me, I promise you I'd holler in a few minutes, but I'm going to just restrain for a few minutes uh, for the time that I have left. But it's important for us holler to know Jesus establishing this roadmap for us. Jarvis, he is establishing this roadmap for us. Those of you that are watching by Facebook Live, he is establishing those these principles for us because it is his design that as a good father, a good father makes sure that he leaves a legacy for his son. And one of the things that's important is that when Jesus comes into the earth, God sends him. He is the theophany. He's the God-man. He is God made manifest in flesh. He is God because there is a challenge where we understand that the blood of bulls and goats will not suffice any longer. And one of the things that we must understand is that if I can just interject just for this station identification, we have to understand that the blood of bulls and goats turn and no longer work for us because what that means is this, that every time every man sins, there is a sacrifice of a bull or a goat that has to be given. And you have to understand that when God releases the prophetic uh, utterance about his son's entrance into the earth, he says to him, behold, not the ram of God, but behold the lamb of God, which takes away the sins of the earth. Why do they not refer to him as a goat, but refer? to him as a lamb because when you understand the biological nature of a goat or the biological nature of the goat is is that the goat will sacrifice himself for only the one in the herd who is the one to possibly be sacrificed or devoured. So what the goat does then is he acts as a sacrifice from one. If you don't believe me, I'll take you to Abraham. Abraham is getting ready to sacrifice his only begotten son at the time, Isaac. And as he draws back the knife, the Lord speaks out of the throne room of heaven. And he says to Abraham, 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 over there in the thicket is a ram, not a lamb, a ram by the thickets because the ram is established now as the sacrifice exchange for the son Isaac of uh, 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 of, of Abraham. And so it is for us that when God gives us this son, uh, uh, he gives us his son as the lamb because uh, while the goat sacrifices himself for one, it is the lamb who sacrifices itself for the entire, entire flock.
he sacrifices himself for the entire flock. And because he does so, uh, he is known as the lamb of God, which takes away the sins of the world, not the sins of the Christians, not the sins of the Jews, not the sins of those who walked with him in his circle, but he takes away the sins of the entire world. But when he comes, uh, there is an exchange that has to take place. And so what he does is, is he comes and he takes disciples because he wants to disciple them to get them back into the nature of not having a human experience, but rather having a spiritual encounter in a natural earthly body. I wish I had somebody that helped me here. What he does is he has to now take them uh, to a place of discipling to help them to understand that when I leave here, you cannot operate in the realm of the natural, but there are some things that I want to do in you in the supernatural and in order for you to be able to function and operate in the realm of the supernatural I have to now expose you to this realm of the supernatural and take you by the hand and show you how to lay hands on the sick and they recover. Where my church at? And show you how to open the eyes of the blind and show you that when I take my hand and I spit on my hands and I take spit and put it in the deaf man's ears and I take spit and put it on the deaf man's tongue that what I'm really trying to do is take a moment to insert not just my spirit but my DNA in you. Who am I talking to here? Jesus now comes Comes. Hallelujah. He comes here. Let me let me settle myself. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. No, no, he comes no, here. Watch. No. Hallelujah. He comes here, and what he does is is he makes an exchange because the exchange is is that I have to train you and shift you because in this season you cannot act like ordinary normal human beings in this earth because I'm about to shift the dynamic of the relationship that you have with my father into the same level that I have it with him. So what happens is, is Jesus now shows them Jarvis and teaches them Tillman uh, and King. He, he takes them uh, through a type of YouTube tutorial on how to work miracles. He takes them uh, uh, through a Zoom call on how to raise the dead because he needs them to understand that when I leave, there is a realm of faith that you're going to have to function in and you cannot function in faith in logical thinking. Watch it. So what happens is, is here, Jesus lays the groundwork for reinstituting relationship with those of us that at one point were servants, hallelujah, and then friend, but the scripture decrees and declares, Lord have mercy, it decrees and declares in John 1, this is the establishment for him establishing the first point that I gave you in reference to a last will and testament, who do you want to be in charge to handle your affairs? Well, I'll tell you, Jesus, is, he established this, this truth here in John 1 and 12, because he says, but as many as receive received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believed on his name. He establishes the principle, I feel glory here, he establishes the principle, Jarvis, of sonship in this regard because he has to help us to understand that when I leave and go back to my father, I need to know that the affairs of the kingdom are 
going to rest in the hands of responsible people. Which is why, hallelujah, we look at the text here and then we find out that he now helps us to understand point number two. What do you want to be done? Who is going to be get it done? What do you want it to be done? I'll tell you what it wants to be done. He gives the, uh, the disciples and the apostles the instruction in Matthew 28 and 19. He tells them uh, as he gets ready to make his transition, hallelujah, to go back to glory after he has been raised from the dead. He says to them, your instruction that I want you to do your assignment in the earth that I want you to carry out hallelujah your mission that I want you to go is that you are going to go ye therefore and teach all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost and I know there might be a few apostolics that may be challenged by this text but I didn't make it up it's in the text Jesus said it I, I am echoing it. Watch it. I want you to understand here in the text that he gives us an assignment and he establishes our understanding that if he is going to leave the last will and the last testament to us, hallelujah, that we have to not only know and be aware of our identity in God as sons, but we have to be aware of our assignment as sons to carry out, Lord have mercy. Watch this it is Jesus if I'll put it this way for uh, uh, the, for the sake of uh, 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 going too far but I'll just say it like this he leaves us uh, uh, Turner uh, as uh, his uh, he gives us not just power but he gives us in the earth the power of attorney he gives you power of attorney to execute his will in his absence. Watch this. I have a mother who is in a long-term acute care hospital. And it's my mother who, when the hospital calls me uh, to ask me, I am her power of attorney. I am her medical surrogate. And what happens is, is the hospital will call me and say, we need this, 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 and thus, and thus. And I say to them, first question that I ask is, is my mother conscious and cognizant enough to be able to to make her own decision. And they said, yes. And I said, well, unfortunately, my power of attorney does not kick in at this stage. I don't have no power. I can't make no decision. I can't make no call. I can't give you permission. But then they called me on a separate occasion and they said, Mr. Stevenson, unfortunately, your mother is unresponsible, unresponsive, and she cannot make a decision. And we need to know if we have permission to be able to go in and do this procedure on her I said as a result what do you have on file they said well based on the document we have on file we show you as her medical surrogate we show you as her power of attorney and I said if she's unconscious and can't make her decision in her absence this is where my power kicks in and so you've got to understand that as a son hallelujah who has documentation from the father that has established purpose Lord have mercy hallelujah on your behalf watch it you have to understand that Jesus he leaves us with a written document called the Gospels. Hallelujah. With our understanding that he is going to make us, God have mercy, he's going to make us the power of attorney so that in his absence, if somebody gets sick, they already know how to lay hands on him and they be healed. If somebody is blind, they already know the protocol according to the power of attorney. 
to the last will and testament. They already know, hallelujah, that if somebody is dead, we can call forth those things which be not as though they were in my closing. I'm almost done. Here is the last thing that I'll leave with you. It's the last point, hallelujah, that was given to me is that the third thing in establishing a last will and testament is to not if when you do not establish it, you're not thinking about your loved ones. But in this particular instance, in my close, Jesus is not bound by this accusation because according to Jeremiah 29 and 11, he automatically had us on his mind the whole time. He was not accused of not having things set in order. Hallelujah. And there are some of us, even in this season, in this hour, hallelujah, your power is being put to the test by COVID. Your prayer life is being put to the test by COVID. Your, your fasting and consecration is being put to the test by COVID. Hallelujah. Your mama's prayer life ain't going to work for you in this season. That God is calling for a people like Moses sent Aaron in the midst of the congregation. In As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Number 16, when God sent a plague on the people of the congregation, the Bible says that Moses stood. Hallelujah. Watch it. He stood in between the dead and the living. And Jesus, who gives us a last will and testament, leaves us with authority to stand between the dead and the living. At what point are we going to walk out to a hospital and command the dead to get up? At what point are we going to walk out and cause those that are sick Hallelujah to recover. At what point are we going to cause those that are demonically bound and oppressed to be delivered? I'm here to let you know that Jesus is not accused at the third point. Why? Because Jeremiah 29 and 11, I feel my help here. Let me fall back a little bit. He says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Just in case you're trying to figure it out and you're trying to figure out how can I get some of this power, I can tell you how you can get some of this power. Hallelujah, because the scripture declares in Romans 5, he says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. Lord, have mercy. It wasn't, watch this. He came and died at the right time. And I'm here to let somebody that's watching online 
line know that if you don't know God as your Lord and Savior, hallelujah, you make that commitment today. Hallelujah. You pray that prayer and you acknowledge Jesus because he wants to give you this power. It's his last will and testament. Have mercy in my clothes. I'm going to go head on and just get ready to remove myself and mute my mic. But before I do, I'd like to just tell my story. There was a story of a little, of a, of a, of a scenario that I had heard uh, where, oh, God have mercy. I feel glory here. Watch this. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll leave you with this. There is a, there is a story that I heard uh, about an estate sale that was established. Uh, a woman had died. Her family had died. And I remember listening to this story. Uh, they talked about when the auctioneer, the woman was a very wealthy woman, multimillionaire, had multiple houses, multiple cars, many artifacts in her house, many things, Fabergé eggs. She has it all in the house. And the auctioneer came out, Tillman, and he says, we are about to get ready and start the auction. Ah, Lord, have mercy. I feel glory here. Watch this. He says, we're about to get ready and start the auction. He says, but before we do, the first thing that we are going to offer at the auction is this painting. And so when I looked at the painting, uh, they said that the painting was of the son of the deceased mother. But Jarvis, what they didn't know was when they got ready and uh, and got ready to start the auction. Hallelujah. They said, we're going to start this off with $100,000. And everybody looked up and some one man, he held up his paddle. And he said, I'll take the picture of the little boy. Watch this. But here is the thing. When the people sat around and looked, nobody else, hallelujah, put up their paddle. Hallelujah. To be able to put in their bid. And so the auctioneer, he says, well, you got one bid going once, going twice, sold took his gavel and struck the auditor and struck the podium afterwards the man he said meet us over in the back and we're going to sign over the picture of this dead woman's son to you and then the man folded up his folder and got ready and said the auction is now closed the people went into an uproar and madness hit the room. King, watch this when madness hit the room. The people say, what do you mean? I had my sight set on this thing. I had my sight set on that. Why do we not have the opportunity, hallelujah, to bid on these other options? The man says, well, according to this woman's last will and testament, the boy was dead. The father was dead. The mama died. And he said, according to her last will and testament, the person who gets the the son gets everything. And the one man that got the picture of the little boy, hallelujah, was the beneficiary of the last will and testament. Who am I talking to? When you have the son, you get his power. When you have his power, you get his decision making. When you get his decision making, you execute his will in the earth. I'm done. God bless you. Hold up, I gotta unmute my mic. Oh my God! <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't. Last will and testament. Oh my God! He got it all. The one that had the son got it all. Listen, I have no words to express how grateful I am for this word. How this anointing has blessed from each and every one of the speakers that we've had, uh, Brother Jesse. I, 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 
I'm speechless. I'm I'm speechless. You need to write a song called Speechless because I I'm speechless right now. Um, very very powerful time. Uh, Pastor, I'm gonna turn it over to Pastor Tillman uh, to close us out. I don't. I, I'm speechless. Amen. So as as joint heirs with Christ, <laughs> everything that belongs to Him belongs to us. There is a trans a transfer. He says. Come unto me, all you are who are, have labored and are heavy laden, and you shall find rest. But in exchange, take my yoke upon you, for my yoke is easy and my burdens are light. And as we're about to go to a close, I just want to utter some words of prayer. First of all, to these men of God who carry the burden of ministry in such a time as this, when the world is watching how we respond in this hour. Lord God, I pray for these men that have shared this afternoon. I pray that your spirit would guide them and lead them, that you would continue to allow them to have sound judgment, that you would keep them from depression, that you will not allow lack to come into their houses, that you would allow them to have a word, Lord God, not just for their con congregation, but for everyone that they're connected to. We pray, Lord God, that you would expose them to ministry on a higher level, on a deeper level of understanding that we would have compassion for those who are sick, shut in, downtrodden, and left to die. Then we pray for this government. We know that you said the government rests upon the shoulders of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We understand that you move the hearts and the minds of those according to your will and your excellent purpose. We pray, O oh Lord, that you would do so on our behalf through our local officials, through our city, state, and elected officials, and then throughout the top. And then we pray for all of humanity, for this one thing that the sickness has shown us is just how connected we are. And although we think that a problem that happens in China cannot affect us, a problem that happens in Italy cannot affect us, it is splintered over and spilled over into the projects, to the penthouses, to every city and every state, those who have much and those who have nothing. We are all experiencing this pandemic together, but we are not light on our faith. This has actually energized our faith as we are moved to a deeper level of faith and a deeper level of commitment and a deeper level of understanding. In this hour, open up our understanding. I pray for the depressed. I pray for those who don't have food. I pray for those that are sick. I pray, O oh Lord, that healing would touch the house. I pray that your provision will be made and that we can all say that the Lord is our shepherd and we shall not want. We ask that you would cover us with your blood and that you would allow us to go out and make disciples. In Jesus' name I pray. Thank God and amen. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.